This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Richard Blackaby. Always good to be with you, Sam. Glad when you can find time in your busy schedule to stop stop by and have a little chat. Well, I'm headed to the airport in about three and a half hours, so uh, we've got to make this quick. Well, we'll make hay while the sun shines, as they say. Yeah, well, you're, uh, you seem to be... Uh, darting hither and thither these days. And, I'll tell you uh, what, though, that Atlanta airport is as full as I have seen it. Uh, the yeah. COVID slump is over. It's uh, craziness, and the uh, minions are everywhere in the airport right now. <laughs> yeah, well, my uh, my three-year-old, she always points out every every airplane that, that flies overhead. She always reminds me that you're on it. So, <laughs> so she, she knows you as the traveling man. So, yeah. well, and, and, and speaking of... Um, my three-year-old and and uh, I guess maybe parenting at, at large, um, you know, often you know we're we're told to sort of to be filled with grace. We're you know I, I'm obviously a huge softy when it comes to <laughs> it comes to my kids, and uh, you know I'll I'll let them run all over me if if given the chance. But uh-huh. there are times when you have to be the disciplinary i know it's shocking that yeah well, that claire whatever that, that, <laughs> that angelic angel, child i know um but uh you know i think that sort of just brings up in, in all of us there's sort of this need at times to to be hard to be yeah. tough um though there are plenty of times to sort of be soft and be gracious if you will but yeah. i thought we'd uh sort of unpack that some today and and maybe maybe to start with like are there times when you have to be as a christian like it seems sort of counterintuitive uh to christianity to to leaders when you have to be hard like you don't you want to just be full of full of grace and love to everyone that you meet and uh maybe you can help us unpack and and figure out when if at all are there times to be hard or tough love or so forth. Yeah, you know, I think uh, there's interesting uh, contrasts throughout the the Bible where like it may say about Jesus, he was full of grace and truth. And sometimes that can seem to be an opposite. You know, are you going to tell the hard truth to people, uh, even if it hurts? Or are you just going to be gracious and just keep saying kind things. Well, you get those guys who just say, they call it like they see it. And it's just like, well, that seemed... And they they almost take delight in just kind of like get being in people's face and and really, you know, getting everybody kind of shocked in the room by the bluntness in which they speak. And uh, yeah, but so I think a lot of Christians feel like, well, we just need to always be kind and gracious and long-suffering and so on, regardless, uh, if that's what it means to be like Jesus. But... uh, but of course, even with Jesus, he did cleanse the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he did call uh, Pharisees brood of, of vipers yeah. uh, and whitewashed tombs. And so um, there, there's something more going on. And I, and I think the problem with a lot of Christians and people in general is we, we have a hard time striking the right balance. Yeah. We tend to lean too much one way or the other. And there's an interesting uh, passage, I think it gets cited a lot in leadership circles, but I think sometimes we need to stop and really think what it means. And in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, of course, is going to be sending out his disciples two by two. And, and, and Matthew 10 is actually a great chapter in just seeing the kind of 
leadership teaching preparation that Jesus gave his disciples. And it yeah. says that he, he first, he always called them to himself. And so he gathers them together. He teaches them, he prepares them, equips them, gives them power and authority. And then, then he sends them out. And uh, one of the things he says in verse 16 of Matthew 10 is, look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves, uh, which is which is in itself that's some a, a fascinating there. <laughs> uh, image there, isn't it? Because you know you think we're, we're children of the King, uh, we're, we're we're armed with for spiritual warfare, uh, we have the Holy Spirit within us. Uh, it it's not the most encouraging. Thing. Like if I I've coached my boys in in their soccer teams, their inline hockey teams, and a couple of different sports. And there were times where we played teams that were much bigger, much stronger, bit more skilled. I don't know that I would have ever said, boys, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. <laughs> well, it does. It certainly doesn't strike confidence. No. You know, in, no. The, in the ear of the listener. And uh, of course, you know, the Bible often describes God's people as sheep. And that's, number one, not necessarily a compliment of our IQ, uh, but also of our uh, ability to defend ourselves, uh, where sheep are easy prey for a wolf, a fox. Uh, they, they just there's not all they can do is run away and hope they don't get caught because there's yeah, not much they, they can you do. Know, die of cardiac arrest. They're, they're not going to enter into a big fight, you know, right. and and try to bite the fox back or something, uh, stomp the the wolf with their their hooves or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty well all over if the enemy gets in too close, yeah. and uh, so the only way it's so it's a bit ironic. The only way a sheep can stay safe, not even be smart, because they're not that smart either. Uh, they they've got to stay close to the shepherd, basically. Mm-hmm. But but so he says you're basically sheep, and if the enemy gets its clutches on you, there could be a lot of damage. Uh, so he says the answer is therefore. Be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. Uh, and he goes on to talk about being being aware of them and so on. But that phrase, being shrewd as serpents, uh, innocent as doves, I think in some ways uh, describes the Christian leader. Uh, and we it, sometimes I think we, we're mistakenly, we think that we just need to be innocent as doves, that Christians... Mm-hmm. Uh, always just uh, mean well, uh, are always kind, uh, always turn the other cheek, uh, always think the best of everyone. And I mean, I think that should be, you should certainly have that uh, inclination. But uh, but as Jesus makes it very clear, there's a lot of wolves out there, and uh, they would be happy for you to turn the other cheek. They'd be happy for you to not fight back. Uh, and before long, you'll all be dead, you know. And so, yeah. uh, so there's there there is a time, I think, to be shrewd as serpents. And serpents, of course, have their own uh, weaponry, if you will. Some some serpents have can bite, and uh, uh, others uh, don't really. They have they some just are just squeeze you to death. Yeah, they squeeze <laughs> you to death, or they just they flee themselves. They just always are aware of what could step on them or harm them in some way. Um, I remember here at this house here in Atlanta, uh, I guess a couple years ago now, just uh, all of a sudden hearing, uh, I think my daughter-in-law, Sarah, hollering, and might have been your wife as well. And and we look out uh, a picture kind of window there in our living room, and 
And there is a big black snake that has raised his head up, and he's literally looking kind of in the window, <laughs> and from and he's he's slithered up on the on the driveway, and um, I had just never seen anything like that right like right outside our our front window, and so uh, I went out to the garage, grabbed a, a hoe or something, and uh, and he was starting to come in the open garage, and he kind of saw me coming and turned around and literally I just grabbed a hoe and jumped out uh, to attack him and he was gone. I mean, and I, I just remember looking around and, and there's just no way he could have made it that fast, I don't think. Certainly down the driveway to the street and uh, even really across the driveway to the grass or shrubs, I've always thought the only thing he might have done is found some kind of hole between the house and the, the driveway and just slid down to like below the house somewhere that's um, a comforting yeah it's comforting to know that there are snakes but the good breeding. thing is if it was a big black snake then those are those are the good snakes yeah and uh, and i want to kill i was those... assured of that i was yeah. assured that big black snakes are the good snakes and i tried to explain that to my wife yeah don't good, worry good uh, luck dwelling and breeding and multiplying right below our house are a bunch of really good black perhaps snakes. even and, in the walls yeah who, who knows so... really <laughs> Don't uh, let's not let uh, Lisa listen I'll, to this podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll right? tell her to skip this. One. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but but the snake knew. I mean, it's big. It's black. It looks pretty. Uh, it's powerful. Know, it's powerful. Yeah. It, 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 it apparently they feed on rats and stuff like that. So you kind of want them. They're called a rat snake, I think. So yeah. Big mm-hmm. So, um, but they it knew to get out of there, and it did quickly and was gone. I've never seen it since. And I for quite a while, like Lisa would not just go out our front door. Uh, she would open the door and peer around the corner to make yeah. sure there were no other black snakes waiting nearby. But uh, uh, but that and you know, what that said to me is there's got to be snakes living around here. I just haven't seen. They're, oh, yeah. they're, they're smart yeah. enough to just dwell in places where you're just not going to run into them very often and get into trouble. And so it seems very counterintuitive for uh, Jesus to tell his own disciples act like snakes. Uh, just there's just something about it that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, the snake being sort of the uh the sort of the emblem of evil and, yeah. and the devil. And yeah. so it's like, well, this kind of doesn't compute, I think, for a lot of people. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I think, I do think with, with snakes, like they're probably some of the most aware of their surroundings um, type of animal that, that we have. Cause like you could, they could be living among you and you'd never know. Uh, yeah, and they kind of like it to keep it that way for the most part. Yeah, that's their and, you preference. Know, even uh, Genesis three, it doesn't say that necessarily the snake was evil. Of course, it's inhabited by someone who's evil and Satan, but uh, um, but it says it was cunning. Yeah, and there's something cunning kind of has negative overtones, but it yeah. basically means shrewd. It means wise in a sense, uh, cunning in the sense of dealing with other people. And of course, if you use that to manipulate people, that's a bad thing. If you use it uh, so that you're not taken advantage of or manipulated, it's it's not necessarily so bad. And and that's really what I think Jesus was trying to say is you can't necessarily always be victorious just because you're bigger and stronger, richer than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to be shrewd and be uh, adept at, at 
dealing with different kinds of people. And, uh, and so there's lots of things to say about that. I think in essence, it, it means that you're not naive. And it even says of Jesus, uh, he knew what was in men. Mm-hmm. And so he did not submit himself to them. Uh, he, he, I mean, Jesus could have been martyred a year or two earlier than he finally was crucified, but uh, it wasn't his time yet. And, and there were times even when he went back to Nazareth, his hometown, where it says that they tried to throw him off a cliff and kill him, but he he eluded them. He he passed through them, kind of like a snake. Just you couldn't. Right. They couldn't get their hands on him, uh, and he he escaped to safety and. And so Jesus is saying, don't be naive. Uh, don't be easily duped. Uh, there's a difference, um, you know, between being an honest person yourself and then just being taken to the cleaners because you just, you, you, you know, were just way too trusting and so on. And, and you know, we've talked about this guy that uh, conned me out of some money, um, and, you know, part of my problem is that uh, you, one of the other things I think you have to be careful of is you have to know that people aren't like you. And yeah. so you might never brazenly look someone in the eye and just flat out lie to their face about what you're going to do. And, and so it doesn't cross your mind sometimes to think that someone else would be doing that to you, you right. know. And, and so Jesus was saying, uh, you're, good, you're good men, you're these disciples, you're good people, you mean well, but you're going to be working in the midst of people who aren't always so good, mm. and they're not always so honest. And, and so that means that you don't just become a kind of a naive martyr all the time where you're just always being taken advantage of, um, but that you know what are in people. And so that means things like uh, uh, there are people that... Um, they're, they're going to break their contracts. Uh, they're going to lie to you. They're going to be unethical. They're going to not follow through with what they said they were going to do. And you have to realize, sadly, that when you're doing business, when you're working with people, um, even when people say they're going to do something, that doesn't mean they're going to do something. Yeah. And I certainly have learned, sadly, that even when someone says, hey, you know, we're both honest businessmen. We, we don't need to put anything in writing. Or I'm, your, your word's good for me. Uh, you might say, well, I'm glad to know that, but I'd still like it in writing. And yeah. I'd still like you just to spell out exactly what it is that you're going to do and for what price and at what at, uh, by what date. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think even for for church workers, for pastors and so forth, like I, I think of even just when you're collecting volunteers for whatever you're doing, um, you know, that means you don't keep relying on a an unreliable volunteer you know like if if someone in the church says oh yeah i'll be there to help clean up that yard or do whatever and they and they don't um then that may mean well like maybe you don't ask them again or maybe if you do you realize that you know they may not show up and so you you know better have a backup plan it doesn't mean just keep asking and just oh throw up my hands i don't know why they just won't do what they say yeah over and over and over again you know they have the same problem but i I don't make adjustments. And, uh, you know, I think that, and unfortunately, it's uh, sad, but uh, you can't just trust everyone's word. You can't trust that what they say is what they're going to do. So uh, just because someone said they're going to, like I've, I've got, uh, uh, I'm working out with a young man I know that drives a Lyft, and I've I, I've got to catch a flight to the airport next week at uh, quarter to five in the morning. And uh, I'm just a little nervous about just trusting uh, Lyft just to, 
put in a call and then wait to see because my flight's not that long afterward. So I've, you know, I've got a young guy who said he'd be glad to come get me and I'll pay him for it. Uh, and we'll work out, we'll use the Lyft app to work it out. But, um, but I said, you just be in my driveway at quarter to five on Monday morning. Now he is very sincere. I have no doubt that he intends to do that, but, um, I also just don't know how good he is first thing in the morning. And, right. and if I'm counting on him remembering that, um, I could be in big trouble if he sleeps in and just forgot. Or So I'm fully intending to remind him the night before and uh, reminding him to set his alarm. And um, I may even ask him just to text me when he starts off toward my house so I know that he's up and coming. And uh uh, and and I also have my app ready if I have to at the last moment um, call for another ride or call my son-in-law to come quickly and get me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I hope I hope your son-in-law is uh, awake at that time. Which yeah. There's a good chance he will be. Yeah, he's, you, he's got two the, kids, but up in the night. Uh, but the... you know what that means is sometimes you can give a person a chance to be true to their word, but at the same time you are aware that some people, even with the best of intentions, don't follow through. And uh, they forget. They forget to set their alarm. Uh, they just got busy. And so I find that to be shrewd as serpents means also that you're, uh, you're, you've got backup. And you're, you're not, you, you know that people do sometimes forget, even for the best of reasons, S- stuff comes up mm-hmm. and people have to cancel. And so uh, shrewd as serpents means you don't put all your eggs in one basket and then just go to, you know, just assume it'll all be fine. Sometimes it is. Uh, but if you're, if you're not prepared for the occasional mess ups, uh, then you're going to be completely thrown off and, uh, and, and you could really be harmed. And so, you know, checking references, checking track records. I mean, if a person has been reliable and you've used them a dozen times already, then obviously you can kind of r- relax a bit more and realize, okay, this this guy's reliable. But certainly in relating to new people, in particular strangers that you don't know well, uh, you you want to have that shrewdness up front and uh, and just trust the red flags that come up. Uh, the Holy Spirit within you can certainly alert you to trouble. Uh, but you got you have to recognize his promptings and warnings mm-hmm. and uh, and recognize his voice uh, and and maybe one last thing I would just say with shrewdness is just address issues quickly. So uh, mm-hmm. when there is a problem, don't uh, just sweep it under the rug. Don't don't just say, well, I'll have to deal with that at some point. Um, I think shrewdness says, you know, things only get worse the longer they're left unattended. So yeah. uh, as a rule of thumb. When it's just maybe appearing that there could be a problem, if you if you jump on it now, maybe you avoid an actual problem developing. Uh, yeah, it was trending that way, but you had a heart to heart talk early on. You addressed the issue, the concern, and and perhaps you've avoided something a lot worse uh, down the road. So, lots of things to say about that. I think sometimes pastors. Uh, I was talking to a policeman the other day that was just saying. People like pastors and Christian business people often are the, the the easiest to take advantage of because they are honest people. They assume others are honest. Uh, they they want to assume the best of people, even when they're giving all kinds of vibes that they shouldn't be trusted. Uh, and so, in one sense, if you really do have a generous, gracious heart, you almost have to be a little more conscious of being shrewd as a serpent because that won't be your nature. You won't like be, having to act that way. Uh, but for the sake of your church, for the sake of your company, for the sake of your family, for the sake of just your own 
well-being, it, it, even Jesus said, there are times where in this evil age, you just need to be alert. And so that the first half of that uh, saying, sometimes you need to be a little snake-like. Yeah, well, it uh, maybe uh, sounds a bit strange, I think, for, for a lot of folks, but uh, I, t- I just think the imagery is so great in that yeah. passage of a snake, a dove, um, a sheep. Uh, well, maybe after the break, we'll look at uh, the, the, the flip side of this, which is being innocent as a dove. If you've ever wondered how to ask the right questions to move people onto God's agenda, then consider attending the Spiritual Leadership Coaching Workshop May 2nd through 4th in the Atlanta area. Not only is there great teaching at this workshop, but you will also be able to practice what you learn. Use code EARLYBIRD at checkout for a special discount. To find out more and to register, visit blackabycoaching.org slash workshop. Links will be in the show notes. So Richard... uh the first half of this, we looked at what it means to be shrewd as a serpent, and there's many more things uh, I'm sure that could be said on the on that topic. But since this is just one episode, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll put a pin in it there and yep. and look now to the the innocence of doves and uh, what that uh, entails for us as leaders and as Christians. Yeah, it's uh, uh, interesting. Uh, there's a story told, and I forget which king it was. Uh, who went by his, in his kingdom one day to a prison and was talking to the inmates and everyone he talked to swore they were innocent. And, uh, you know, I, sir, sire, I'm innocent. And I think he finally met a guy who said, I'm here for my crimes. I justly deserved. I, you know, was, I broke the law and I deserve to be here. And, and the king finally said, release this man. I don't, uh, it's, it's, uh, we need to protect all these innocent people from this one guilty guy. <laughs> But uh, but oftentimes uh, we all think that we're innocent, you know, even if we're not. And yeah. Um, but Jesus said, but but you need to strive to genuinely be innocent, where you've not uh, lied, you not misrepresented yourself, you not cheated. That you are in the position you're in, not because you just uh, covertly try to subvert people and lie about them and and uh, destroy them, but. Uh, that you have been above board in, in all your dealings. And uh, and so being truly innocent as a dove, and a dove is kind of such a harmless animal that you just don't think of it as doing anything to you know hurt someone else. And if you see a, a snake and a, and a dove and somebody you know did something wrong, you know who everybody's going to suspect. Right, <laughs> snake. Uh, and, but how do you, how can you do that the question for a lot of Christian business people, especially, is in this dog-eat-dog world where there's a lot of corruption and deceit and lies, how can I protect myself, be shrewd as a serpent when I have to be, and yet, at the end of the day, still have a heart that's good, the heart that's innocent, mm-hmm. uh, that I haven't become evil, I haven't been sort of dragged down into the muck and the mire where a lot right. of other people do business. Uh, how can I go home at night and I've had to make some tough calls. I've had to confront some, un, you know, unethical behavior, and I've had to call out some things that are not true. But then you walk in the door and you hug your three-year-old little daughter and kiss your wife, and you think, um, and and you come home with a good heart. All the yeah, same, yeah. You don't want to become cynical. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's the easiest sort of slippery slope to fall into if you're if you're trying to be shrewd as a serpent. 
Yeah, and so I think you have to, the Bible talks at places about guard your heart. Uh, don't let that evil that you, you may have to deal with evil, maybe a good part of the day. I've, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've walked through prisons where Christian prison guards are dealing with evil and people, they're tr- people are trying to manipulate them all day long and, uh, and work the system. And, and when you come home, you don't want to keep acting like a prison guard with your kids, you know, and your, and right. your spouse. And, um, so how can you kind of work with, uh, some tough people, some tough situations, but have a heart that's still tender and a heart that, uh, is still innocent and, uh, and, and, is good. And so you, you guard your heart, be careful that you don't start becoming cynical. Listen to yourself, listen to your thoughts, uh, audit your thoughts. And, and sometimes we're, we could be appalled if we just stopped and listened to what was coming out of our mouth and what, what we were mm. thinking. And you realize, wow, you know, I've, I'm, I'm becoming cynical. I'm becoming negative. I, I'm becoming critical of everybody. And, uh, and I've had some people, I've, I've talked to some policemen that, uh, uh, their their whole job, uh, some were narcotics officers, and so their entire job was looking for, especially working with teenagers and young people, at at looking for what's wrong, and, and they're experts at finding what's wrong. Well, right. that's good when you're a policeman. That's what you need to do. But but then you they would they would get all tearful and tell me, but when they came home, they couldn't turn it off. And right. so they were looking at their teenage kids, not at all the, the good they were doing, but just always all with a problems. cynical, jauntist eye toward where, where, what are they hiding from me? You know, wh- what's going on? And, uh, and of course, if you're, if you're always looking for that, you're going to find something that at least appears to be that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, watch your heart, uh, remain humble, um, and, you know, confess your own sins, uh, recognize you're not perfect. Uh, and, and I think one other thing I would just say is really strive yourself to be an honest person. Mm-hmm. I think it was Martin or Mark Twain who said, uh, if, if you're an honest person, you don't have to have a good memory. And, mm. and he meant by that when you tell lies, you got to always remember what lies you told mm-hmm. so you can stick to your story. You right. don't change the story and get caught. And so it's like, okay, what did I tell this guy? Why did I tell this guy that our, you know, the shipment hadn't been sent yet? You know, I got to make sure I, I, I keep telling that same lie. Uh, and so I got to remember wh- what lie I told to who. He said, it get very stressful when you're constantly living a false life. Uh, mm-hmm. But he said, it's very freeing if you just always tell the truth. And, uh, and sometimes it can seem more convenient. You, it can seem like you're going to avoid... Uh, trouble if uh, if you just tell a little white lie here and uh, but you, once you start down that slope uh, you you've now you're becoming more and more like a serpent in the in the wrong sense mm-hmm. uh, and so try to remain as innocent as you can and, and soft and you know I found uh, one one other thing I would just say with that is that I've found in just dealing with some people like there's times where I'll deal with someone and, and maybe they're just kind of a blowhard. Uh, or they're just, they just love to talk and tell you their opinion and, and maybe be critical of others. And, you know, sometimes, and, and maybe this is my flesh, <laughs> but there are times where I just feel like they, someone just needs to take them down a peg. Someone just needs to call that out. Uh, yeah. I'm just not going to buy into that, uh, and just kind of fan their, their ego or, or whatever. Uh, and I can get kind of tough sometimes and just kind of be confrontive and, and call some stuff out when it needs to be. But, uh, but then on the other hand, you know, you get around other people 
And you show them a little bit of kindness and they just thrive. I, I was on a plane with someone this week or last week, a uh, young lady that had had a really tough life and had already been through a divorce early in her life and had had a very abusive mother and just some really tough stuff. And uh, and we're just on a short flight and, and I'm never going to see this person again. She's going to another part of the country, but... I just felt like, you know, here's a person, and she told me she's a Buddhist, she's not a Christian, and uh, we, we don't have hardly anything in common, but I just I just showed her a little kindness. I just, you know, I was not judgmental of her. I just, just showed some interest in her life, and, um, you know, like 20 minutes in, like, she kind of stopped and said, I, I can't believe I'm telling you all this. She said, like, I never, she said, I'm so sorry, like, I normally just don't talk about my life to people, and... You know, I just felt like all I was doing was just showing some kindness and interest. And it just sounded like she'd had a really tough life. And, uh, I mean, she's covered in tattoos all over. And, and, you know, I mean, just looking at her, you're going to say, this person probably has nothing in common with with me. But I just felt like she doesn't need a snake here. She looks like she's spent most of her life around serpents. Mm -hmm. Uh, She needs a, a dove, someone that isn't trying to get anything from her, just purely just trying to bless her in the few moments we have on this flight together. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think our default should, should be to just be a blessing, to be kind, to be mm-hmm. gentle toward people. Uh, but you, you, you can always go into that serpent mode if you start to get some red flags popping up. And, and, and there are times where it's just really not appropriate to keep being a, a dove when you're, you discover you're sitting next to a wolf. Uh, then that's when you kind of you put on the other you, you put on the wise as serpent kind of uh, routine and uh, you may not like it you may want to get out of that mode as quickly as possible but I think to be an effective leader you have to have a serpent like mode that you can put on when you need to just mm-hmm. for your survival and maybe that's what the other person kind of needs right now coming back their way they don't yeah. need more gentle doves right now just kind of affirming them. They may need uh, some wise handling. And so uh, for some of us, you get pretty weary doing the serpent thing for too long. Yeah. That, and, and that's good. I, I think that's that's always as, as called for. Uh, hopefully most of the time in your relationships, you can just be innocent as you conduct yourself and uh, and be kind and gentle with folks. And that's, that's great. But uh, if you're always that way, inevitably you're going to come across a wolf that's going to really give you a rough going over because you didn't you couldn't switch uh, you, you you couldn't defend yourself against that and so uh watch your heart uh you may have to deal with some wolves but but keep a tender heart and and uh you know if you'll do that and 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 kind of do what's appropriate the spirit of god can help you to know what that is uh you you can thrive even in a very evil uh deceptive environment that uh, can be our world at times yeah, well, thank you for taking us through that, and uh, yeah, it's always it comes down to that balance of of, yeah. of uh, learning to be both, and uh, we'll leave it there for now. And until next time, thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners, so email us at podcast at blackv.org.